Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. So let me please present to you a case in order to make this theory a bit more practical for you. Um, Let's imagine ourselves a 50-year-old female who comes to the emergency department with acute onset of left-sided weakness. She has a history of atrial fibrillation and she is on rivaroxaban 15 milligrams per day. Um, You have just ordered a CT scan and see this hematoma. And my question is, what are your next steps? So let's go over them together. First of all, sometimes we do get a call from the EMS service uh, saying that they are on their way with a patient who is unconscious and um, who is uh, at a risk of bleeding. So it is important to make uh, the resuscitation of this patient a team effort and consult your neurosurgery, radiology, or even your hematologist, consult them early in the process. As I said before, in order to prohibit hematoma expansion, it's important to lower your blood pressure under 140 millimeters mercury. Um, If there is an indication to reverse anticoagulation, it's important to start as soon as possible and not wait until all the diagnostics have been done. Um, Hyperosmolar therapy might help you to reduce the intracranial pressure. And then it's important to uh, perform a CT angiogram to see if there's anything um, that can, for example, be called by your um, uh, interventional radiologist. So before we go into a little bit more detail on the reversal and repletion, uh, I would like to take you uh, through the clotting cascade Uh, which starts either at the intrinsic pathway or at the extrinsic pathway. And both pathways um, activate factor 10 in factor 10A. Factor 10A on itself then turns prothrombin into thrombin, which is uh, activated factor 2. Then activated factor 2 turns fibrinogen into fibrin, which then forms a stable clot. When we look at the coumarines, um, they block the synthesis of four clotting factors, factor 2, 7, 9, and 10. And in fact, the liver does synthesis these factors, but they cannot be activated. Um, For these patients, repletion of these inactive clotting factors into active clotting factors is the um, uh, strategy we need. When we look at the DOACs, there are two different DOACs. You have the direct thrombin um, uh, anti-agent, um, which uh, is dabigatron, so it has the TR in its name, and we have the factor 10A inhibitors who all have an XA in their name. And For the DOACs, we need to reverse these agents. So, when we face a patient 
with life-threatening bleeding at the emergency department, um, we need to um, replete the clotting factors in patients using a Coumarin. We give four-factor PCC, which is a combination of the four clotting factors, and it should be given in uh, 25 to 50 units per kilogram intravenously. And the targeted INR uh, should be below 1.3. Also, it's important to give vitamin K 10 milligrams intravenously. It will not help you immediately, but it will help uh, to synthesize new clotting factors in the liver, and it will diminish the rebound effect um, a few hours later. Like I said, tranexamic acid might be indicated in some patients. And for those on uh, a DOAC, we have currently two antidotes on the, uh, the market. For patients using dabigatron, the uh, correct antidote is either rosuzumab, which is given in 5 grams intravenously as a bolus. And it really quickly reduces... Um, the anticoagulative effect of dabigatron and corrects hemostasis. For those patients on a factor 10A inhibitor, indexinet alpha is the indicated antidote. And depending on the dosage of factor 10A, it should be given in a, either a low or a high dose. And you give it at first as an initial bolus and then as a continuous infusion over the next two hours. So in our case, a woman with intracranial hemorrhage who is on rivaroxaban using a factor 10A inhibitor, um, the indicated antidote uh, and treatment here would be indexinet alpha. So that brings us to a few practical steps. First of all, um, you must be aware whether or not indexinet alpha is available in your hospital. And if it is available, where is it? Is it at the emergency department or is it maybe at the emergency pharmacy somewhere else or on the ICU? And uh, so you must know where to find it in an emergency situation. Also, it is important to instruct your team already before uh, these emergency patients are coming in. Um, so make sure that you uh, have educational meetings and that uh, your team knows the right protocol, the right dosage, and how to uh, infuse this medication. When you have indexinet alpha somewhere on the shelf, make sure that you have the necessary material also next to it. Uh, for indexinet alpha, you need a filter like is shown here on the slides. And so beware that your uh, team knows how to use that filter and that it's easy to grab. Then calculate the correct dosage, and um, well, one must also be aware of the cost um, and uh, know how this works in your institution. When we look at the dosage, um, I've given here the uh, two um, most used factor 10A inhibitors. So if a patient is on apixaban, on a low dose, which is five mil, uh, milligrams per day or less, um, irrespective of the time since last doses was taken, a low dose of indexinet alpha is indicated. 
when the patient is using a higher dose of apixaban, uh, when the last doses was taken less than eight hours ago, or when it's unknown, a high initial dose of indexinet alpha is indicated. When your patient is on a low dose of rivaroxaban, which is 10 milligrams uh, per day, um, on any time a low dose of indexinet alpha is indicated. In our case, our patient is using 15 milligrams of rivaroxaban, um, and since she's unconscious, we don't know exactly when her last dosage was taken, so a high bolus of indexinet alpha is indicated. So let me um, bring this all into a flowchart. And for those who uh, cannot read it from the backside, this flowchart can be downloaded from, from the MCRAC website. So in case we have a patient with life-threatening bleeding, um, uh, our first priority is to give supportive care. So give hemodynamic support, uh, manage your intracranial pressure, uh, order blood products when needed. And if you have um, a point of care um, uh, test available, uh, it's, it's good to have your INR tested um, uh, to measure the level of uh, coagulation that is in the, in the body. For those patients who are on warfarin, um, like I said, four-factor PCC is indicated with doses of 25 to 50 international units per kilogram and also give vitamin K 10 milligrams intravenously. For patients on um, Dabicatron, either a susimab 5 grams intravenously should be given. And for patients with a factor 10A inhibitor, like our patient, indexinet alpha is the indicated antidote. When you have an indication uh, for indexinet alpha, again, we must ask ourselves, is the last doses taken more than eight hours ago, then we should give a low initial doses of 400 milligrams, giving at a, a speed of 30 milligrams per minute, followed by an intravenous infusion of two hours of four milligrams per minute. When your patient um, is using a high dose or when the last dosage was less than eight hours, uh, a high bolus of 800 milligrams is indicated, followed by an intravenous infusion of eight milligrams per minute for two hours. So to summarize, patients on oral anticoagulants carry a risk of severe intracranial bleeding. In case of severe bleeding, first priority is to give supportive care. Knowledge of reversal strategies is important for the emergency physician. The most important question is which oral anticoagulant, when and how much. For coumarine, replete with four-factor PCC and vitamin K, and for DOAC, use the specific reversal agent in the right dosage, right protocol, and make use of a filter. Thank you very much for your attention. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by the University of Cincinnati College of Medicine Office of Continuing Medical Education, EMCREG International, and Total CME Incorporated. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.